Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for tuning in. Buckle up, grab a nice coffee, because I'm Kate. I'm Rachel. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to The, the Everything, Everything Bagel. Bagel. The Enneagram, your favorite question to ask someone about in church. Kate and I define it as a tool that is used to understand the essence of a person and capture their motivations. It is not a get mm. it is not a get out of jail free card or a cop out. It's more of an explanation of who you are and why you are the way that you are. And it's so great because in terms of conflict, like personalities and just being a person with friends and relationships, mm-hmm. understanding how somebody ticks and how they work and then how to meet them exactly where they're at is the best thing. So Kate and I are both Enneagram 2s, um, which if you're unfamiliar, the 2 is the helper. Um, generally, the strengths are selflessness, lots of help given. <laughs> We live to serve. We literally live to and serve. And we serve to live. Sure. And that's one of our weaknesses is that we literally have to help people yeah. in order to feel loved and appreciated. And we also forget about ourselves. Oh, like, yeah. we don't take care of ourselves and nope. we get run down and we get sick because yep. all we do is focus on other people and how best to take care of them. Mm-hmm. And we forget to take care of ourselves. And don't be fooled. Sometimes... What we do also isn't selfless. It's even, pretty selfish. Even if it seems selfless, you would think, oh, the helper helped just because they're kind. A huge thing and a huge motivation behind it is actually, like, we crave affirmation. All like, the time. We crave wanting to be needed. We need to be needed. We need to be needed. And something that is, I think, really specific towards me and Rachel as well is that we make ourselves selfishly indispensable. Yeah. That you know that you do something well and you know that you, like you can provide a skill or a tool or a way to care for somebody best. And in your brain, that's the way that you have kind of cemented yourself into your somebody's friendship. life. Yeah, yeah, into the friendship. But I don't want to say everything that's negative about twos because there's also a lot of positives. We got a lot of stuff going for us. We know people really well. We're pretty intuitive Mm -hmm. and we understand emotions. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty well. Talk about reading a room. Talk about reading a room. Now listen, side note, if you're not going to read the room, go ahead and spark note it. But anyway, like (laughs) we're just in tune and we can kind of sense if there's something wrong almost all the time. Yeah. And Like I said, okay, yes, we serve to live, but we also live to serve. And if you need help, we're the person that you call that when you can't pick up your dry cleaning or you need somebody to get your groceries because you've just had a terrible day or you need someone to come over and cook food because you're literally just so tired. We're on it. We're on it and we're here for you. You need air in your tires? We're here for you. You need groceries picked up? We're here for you. You want to go get your nails done? I did that today. We're here for you. (laughs) So the Enneagram Institute defines a two's basic fear is being unwanted or unworthy of being loved. What do you have to say about that? Oh my gosh. So I think like, especially when I was younger, when I was really struggling with friendships and just kind of trying to figure out who I was within myself and in my faith, 
I think I put everything in every definition of who I was as a person into what other people thought about me. And it kind of created a false narrative in my head of who I was because when those people were gone or when I couldn't measure up to the expectations that I had set for myself or that I thought that other people had for me, everything kind of collapsed, but kind of in the best way that it taught me to be independent and to have freedom within myself, which then helped me love people so much better. And I think something that really spoke to me was the fact that I can't be everything for everyone all of the time. And I want to be, and I selfishly want that because you want we want other people to want that from us. Yeah, and yeah. we want other people to want us. And so yeah. I love being there for people. And sometimes I don't even realize that I'm being selfish about it. Yeah. But something I think that I consistently remind myself of is I remind myself of the things that I know to be true. Mm-hmm. So if I'm struggling with a specific concept about God, I know that I can go to the Bible and I can know that God is our comforter, he's our protector, he is our healer, and he's my father. And I and I remind myself of things I know to be true about the thing that I'm anxious about. And so when I start to get in my head about my friendships or really anything, I remind myself of the things I know to be true. So I know that my friends love me. I know that I can't be everything for everyone. And I know that if I did absolutely nothing, my friends would still care. Mm -hmm. And that is so helpful for me to just remind myself and to kind of check myself and kind of get back in my lane to put my brain back on the right spot. Having to remind ourselves of we don't have to do things to be worthy of being loved, I think is something that is and was and is very hard to grasp. Yeah. Grace is very hard for us to grasp, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, Basic desire is defined as to feel loved. Yeah, I would say so. (laughs) I would say so. Like as much as we love to love others... We love we to, to be loved. loved too. Yeah, it's kind of it's the reciprocal effect. Yeah, is that like we do stuff to get it? <laughs> yeah, and we want to feel the most. Like we want to feel as equally poured out mm-hmm. as we equally pour in. I love this line. It says, "People are drawn to twos like bees are drawn to honey. They're just sweet. We just sweet. So sweet. Except when we're not." <laughs> Because we're selfish. Then we ain't so sweet. Then we ain't so sweet because it's not cute. Look. It's like fertilizer. So, okay. So, Rachel, what's the difference between you and me? Like, obviously, yes, we're both twos. Yeah. But how do you differ from me and how do I differ from you? Oh, gosh. I wonder, I gotta wonder what other people would say about this. Yeah. Because we do have so many similarities of, like, being so outspoken and, like, wanting to help and, like, Sometimes that's overstepping, but, like, we don't see it. Um, differences. I'm probably one of the most, like, bold and harsh people <laughs> you'll ever meet. And I think a lot of that stems from when a two is in stress, um, they, like, become an eight. Um, and if you don't know, an eight is, like, confrontational. Um, and a lot of my years and a lot of my time in college, I had been really stressed 
and I've I do it to myself I put myself under so much pressure and I give myself way too many tasks mm-hmm. that I can take care of it's an um, unachievable and insurmountable to do oh absolutely um, and then in doing so I become confrontational and I become rash and I become like a, a less warm version yeah of who you are like, yeah cracked ice or cracking ice yeah 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 for but sure but i don't see that so much in you which is really great well you know it's funny because like i see that myself a lot you know mm, i i realized a couple you know this i was doing my devotion and i realized a couple weeks ago that i have become more blunt just as i've gotten older because I think it just helps. Like, don't... Yeah. Like, it's... it's, We're trying to help. Yeah, we're just trying to help, which is literally the key word of this whole episode, guys. I'm just trying to help. I'm just trying to help. And so, in my head, when I'm blunt about something, or when I'm to the point, or harsh, or whatever... It's like, it's like In my head, I'm being helpful. (laughs) Say thank you. (laughs) I'm spare... Like, I'm sparing you from having to go through something hard. Or from having to realize something for yourself because it's either I've already realized it or I've made a snap decision about something and I think that I'm being helpful and telling you this. Yeah. So then I come off super harsh and then I think like, oh crap, I have to backtrack. Mm -hmm. Like that was not kind and that was not helpful and sometimes the most loving and the most helpful thing for me to do for my friends and my family and my loved ones is to not say anything. (laughs) And also... Like, to let people figure it out for themselves. And I think... Oh, no! It's it's the worst, but you have to. And I think something with me and with Rachel and with a lot of twos that I think people can identify with is that you you carry stuff for other people. Oh, yeah. And then you forget to carry yourself. And it becomes... I I know I don't. I just completely neglect. Right. And it becomes like this unbalanced scale of everybody else's problems that you're trying to work through and that you're trying to fix Mm -hmm. and then your life you're really struggling in your spiritual life or with your friendships or in just a relationship and you haven't even realized that that's happening because you're so focused on everyone else on everybody else yep and it kind of goes back to what i said earlier of you can't be everything for everybody all of the time and so to kind of circle back, I have, I think, become a little bit more direct. Mm-hmm. But And sometimes it's good, and Sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's not. Yeah, sometimes it's not. And sometimes <laughs> it's just not helpful. Um, but I also think something that's, like, different from us is music means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Like, there are songs that specifically cater to how I'm feeling, and I have a hard time expressing my true emotions because I just sometimes have a hard time naming them. And so for me, yeah. music is what hits it. Like I could listen to a song and that song could perfectly nail with the tempo and with the beat and with the lyric hitting at the right time exactly how I feel. And when somebody asks how I am or how I'm doing or how I'm feeling about something, oh. it is easier for me to send them a song yeah. to say, this is how this is how I feel. I never thought about doing that. Yeah. Because that's actually a very common trait. I remember reading it when I was trying to figure out what type I was. 
It's in the book, uh, what's it called? The Don't, Road Back to You. Yeah, The Road yeah. Back to You. One of the things on the list, um, it kind of has like 10 common characteristics of each type. And then that's like what I read through initially to try and figure out like where I should place myself. Because One, you also, side note, should always test yourself. Like you read yeah. through the descriptions. Don't take a test. Read yeah, through the yeah, descriptions yeah. and type yourself and figure out what motivates you and what scares you. I'm sorry, Rachel. Yeah. A really good, a really, really, really good book for doing that is The Road Back to You. Highly recommend. But anyways, um, one of the statements on there is like, I have trouble talking about myself or I have trouble conveying my feelings like in words to other people. Yeah. So, so, so true. Yeah. Well, and do you journal? Not as often as I should. Okay. Because I still, like, I can't formulate the words about myself. Yeah. I, you know, I've been journaling seriously for about four years. Yeah. And I've filled up about five journals. <laughs> and it's funny because I tend to use the same words to describe myself. Hmm. So, and like, I use the word really as an explanation for, like, everything. So really, I'm really, really, really tired. <laughs> I'm really excited. Because it's easier for me to write the word really than it is for me to go through my brain and think, what's another word that makes me feel a certain way? Mm -hmm. So I'm incredibly excited. I'm super sad instead of just really. And it's allowed me to process and work through the words that attach themselves to my emotions. That's which really interesting. Has been awesome. And so I think something specifically that is the same with me and Rachel is that. We are incredibly emotional. Yeah. Like in very like, odd ways. Yeah. <laughs> like I, for me, I'm incredibly sentimental. Like I have boxes of stuff that I just hold on to because it reminds me of like simpler times or sweet times or just really fun times that I've had with my friends or my family. And like I hold on to those things and I have emotional attachments to stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, Rachel, what would you say is something to you that you feel like kind of, like, conveys that? I would say I'm, like, not sentimental in that way at all. Like, I don't really, I don't really care about that. Like, that's, that's one of those things that people look at me and they're like, are you emotionless? And I'm like, uh, definitely not. Right. But, like, you, you can't really see where it comes from. But I'm not, like, I don't save, well... I think it's different when it comes to my relationship. Like, I save things between me and Bryce all the time. Like, we have shells from beaches that we go to. Like, mm -hmm. I, it's sitting in there, you know, like, like this book. Obviously, you can't see it. Sorry, podcast. But, Kate, if you turn around. Like, this book he made me for my anniversary. So, guys, it's like a really cute handmade scrapbook. If you, <laughs> you don't like posting You can't see it. Yeah, we'll post a picture of it so you guys but can see it. It's just on the outside, it's like all of tickets from like our music festivals or movies or concerts. Just different things that we've done together. Like, I love seeing it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, the Kesha and Macklemore concert. Oh my gosh, Kesha and Macklemore. <laughs> what a life ago. I know. The yeah, that, that makes total sense though. Like, like it, that, yeah, I am yeah. sentimental in terms of that. But other things, like I don't, yeah, really, I don't really hold on to like that type of attachment. But I get so, so, so emotional. Probably, like when I'm not needed or wanted mm -hmm. in things. Yeah, but then I just like bottle it, and I take it like into myself. Like if I, see, oh my gosh, if I see someone. 
on a story and like they knew that I wanted to be a part of something and then like I didn't go or like I wasn't mentioned I'm like immediately my thought process is they don't like me oh they don't, they care, don't about care about me. me at all right like because they went to lunch and I'm like oh they don't care about me right and that's where your brain jumps first yeah. so I think like something to ask your friends that are twos is and this is such a silly question but how did this make you feel yeah and check in yeah. with them be like hey i noticed that like these people went out and did this and i saw that you were like at home doing homework like are you okay you feeling good how'd that make you feel and they'll probably say yes i'm okay and i feel fine and what are you gonna do you better not stop there. You better ask again. You better ask again. You better ask again. Yes. So, ask your friends. Check in on them. Yeah. And this is just a blanket statement for right now with where we're at. Check in on your friends, guys. Yeah. Text them. Text the friends that you haven't talked to since high school. Text the friends that you think about once a week, but you never do anything about it. Check in with people. This is the time where people need other people. And the best thing that you can do is to just say hi. And it's not weird. And if somebody thinks it's weird, then at least you were the one that reached out and said something. So check in with people, love on them, and just be there and just show up. And it can be through a text, it can be through a FaceTime, an Instagram DM, a Twitter mention, a letter. Guys, the USPS. Loves letters because why? <laughs> it's the postal service, everyone. Save the USPS. Save the USPS. Send a letter. <laughs> Write to your grandma. Okay? Make a scrapbook and mail it to someone. Send somebody a package or a package if you really want to get fancy. But check in on your people. Ask them how you can be praying for them. Ask them how you can love them better, how they can feel more loved. Mm-hmm. And how you can be there for them. Because I think that would really mean a lot. Mm-hmm. So, thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. This has been the Everything Bagel Podcast. You can follow us on social media at the Everything Bagel Podcast. On Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And on Instagram at the Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will talk to you soon. See ya. See you later.